0: Welcome to Triathlon Ish. This week's episode, Sid has a fun, quick interview with the triathlon celebrity everyone wants to talk to these days Oscar award winner for her Netflix movie and exterra world champ Leslie Patterson. But first, Sid and I are recapping the last two busy weeks as she traveled to Clash Miami to work behind the scenes and then went straight to Chile for Challenge Puerto Veras. All of that in today's episode. All right, we have Sid back from Chile. How long was your trip back? About five so days feels like five days <laughs> it felt
1: like we were in i was in santiago airport last night and i already felt like i'd been traveling for about four days and we'd only had one short flight and we still had like the nine hour overnight to houston and then the houston denver to go and i felt like i'd been traveling for like yeah three days yeah. so yeah it's a bit you of a like... it is a bit of an epic haul to get there um it's not oh, it's not too bad no but it is a bit of a it's a bit longer. Well, you also um, left, like, two weeks ago
0: to go I, to Miami. Yeah, and I think and I was – yeah.
1: it's, really, it's really weird. Yesterday, um, like, everyone knows I've traveled a lot and I flirt from place to place and I'm always mm-hmm. in, like, somewhere for two weeks or a month and that sort of thing. But I think I definitely noticed being away, like, this last two weeks with having – like, Miami – I had a horrendous flight and trip to Miami so went for two days pretty much without sleep and then straight into like the event working. Obviously, I can hear everyone getting out their violins and going toughen up. Like, I know, just, this was me complaining about yeah. having to go to knees. Exactly. So like, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh, sure. um, but when obviously went straight into the event, was still trying to do my own training. And I knew all that. And then obviously you have, right. um, it's a fair, you know, three flights down to Puerto Varas. Um, but I was, I had some luck on that flight. So I'm not complaining on that. And then it's beautiful, but then you're obviously into your own race and, like, kind of that sort of different stress and stuff. Um, And just, I think, like, both, even though it was only a half distance, um, and I felt pretty good, and afterwards, like, I didn't really sleep that night. It was like I'd done a full distance. My body was like, what the fuck have you done? (laughs) Um, Like, did you, you know, my body was saying, oh, I remember this from October when it was Kona and he didn't sleep for three days, and we're doing that again. And I was like, no, no, it's only a half. We're much better now. Um, and then, yeah, we did a bit, of, we just went to a national park yesterday morning, which was really pretty just to see some of the area. And then sort of started this epic, you know,
0: Return.
1: short flight, long haul short flight. And I think just when you're packing up the bike again and yeah. having, yeah, anyway, I was saying having been away for two weeks, I was like, actually, do you know what? This time I'm ready to go back to my apartment maybe you're getting old I and that was my other thought of going Mm -hmm. you are getting old that's another sign it doesn't it doesn't matter that Lucy Byron was 20 years younger than you and kicked your ass and made you feel old
2: (laughs) she's
1: she's not I hadn't even started the sport when in fact I I had six more years before I even started the sport to how old she is now I could be her mother
0: (laughs) or be a young mother I could be her mother i was going to ask you because like you know how there's the whole you're supposed to go to a race like one day before for every hour time difference Uh, and like so okay you travel all the time jet lag used to not bother me at all i used to be like totally fine the last two times like i've been over to europe in january last summer i was like crippled and i was like oh no am i getting old yeah (laughs) it's like a problem now i'm still pretty good i think jet lag because my sleep's not amazing
1: and actually the time difference miami puerto virus it's like one or two hours kind of thing it's, it's not, not that actually that, that far. far you just go it, you just go south yeah um so that's not too bad um but it's the whole like I when i went to miami um my flight leaving denver was delayed so we sort of ended right. up leaving uh, I, I don't know what it was in the end you know I, anyway i ended up landing in miami at 3 a.m miami time obviously right. the hire car place was closed so I had to like wait for two hours to 5 a.m. for the hire car place to open. And then they didn't honour my booking because it was, of course, for the day before. Right, Even though right. I'd rung them and told them I was going to be late and my flight was attached to the book, bu- you know, all of this sort of stuff. So you've had no sleep on, on like because then it's a short flight anyway, so you don't really sleep that one. And then by the time I got the hire car, I literally drove straight to Homestead to the Speedway and like started work. So I then got back. To, I got to the hotel like midday having like pretty much not slept, put my bike together, went for a ride, pretty much fell asleep on the bike in the hot, because it's hot as well then. This sounds it's very like, safe. This yeah. is like Miami. It and it's, yeah, no, it's totally yeah. safe. Um, and yeah. then the next night, and then that night was like, right, I just need to get to bed early. And again, First world Issues was invited out for dinner. So of course, like, I, I can't say no. And it was a very lovely dinner um, on the water. But then that was like, and then by the time I got home, like you start unpacking and then I'm like, well, it's midnight. And then I got up at like 4am to go and swim the next day, which was horrific. Um, and then you're back. Cause like you're trying to fit your training in before working. And look, I am not asking for sympathy. <laughs> like, I know everyone's like, you so, chose
0: to do sounds... it. I'm just saying yeah, like, that sounds like a you problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But
1: it just set me off. I think then of like this tiredness yeah, yeah, of yeah. like catch up. And then, and so I'm just like, by the end of that two weeks, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to, ready to go home.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, like the, uh, I mean, you were working Clash, yeah. and obviously, sometimes working is like worse—the worst. And I really have decided I've got to stop doing this. Is working and racing an event? Yeah, no way. That's Can't just awful. It. It's no. terrible. Don't ever do no, it. No, it's <laughs>
1: like <laughs> like I find like, I love working events. I really do. Um, I get such a buzz, um, and I love working with the Clash team. Um, there's no way I would race. I could race. Like I, I was impressed. I got my training in for my race coming up in Chile kind of the week
0: after. Right. Cause I often have that. I wonder if that's like sometimes worse because you have to like, like I can do it if I'm like racing first and then I can just like crash after, or I can do it. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're trying to get training into race, yeah. following it, you're and just like, like, Oh my God. Like and you get couple, sick and it's a couple awful. of key sessions
1: yeah. that you're trying to do. No, and it's terrible. Like you don't want to go running in Miami cause you're probably going to
0: get shot. So you like, you're not going to get shot in Miami. Where were you? Homestead. Well, I don't know where you were. But, yeah, there are places I wish you would not. Uh, Lots of people go running in Miami.
1: No, yeah, we're not, known we're, for the running. we're not in Miami. Let's put it this okay. way. We're <laughs> in Homestead, the NASCAR track, and where the hotel was was slightly less, and it was in the dark at, like, I'm not going to run in the dark at 5 am in the morning in a wow. place, that so I was on the treadmill which is fine, it was fine. In it all is fairness,
0: perfect. a lot of people um, not from America are often worried about getting, like, killed raped, mm. kidnapped, shot while running and in all fairness, those things are probably going to happen to you, you know, not running. I have to like, think, like most of the
1: time, I will, I'm totally fine wherever <sighs> I am in a, in, in a <laughs> In a place I don't know, I'm probably stupidly naive to the fact to go, "Oh yeah, I'm going to walk down this street at night to the supermarket or whatever." And I remember backpacking like in after university, and I'd be in some city in Eastern Europe with a massive backpack on my back, right. another one on my front, pretty much in like tourist said, like, Rob me tourist yeah. on my forehead, walking down an unlit street to find a hostel at like three a m because I was too stingy to buy a, get a cab or a bus. So I've done stuff like that. So I'm not afraid yeah, 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 yeah. of, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think there's, that, a, risk. And then you're like, there's yeah. a risk that as you get older <laughs> again, <laughs> you go, oh, maybe, maybe I won't do that. Um, you try so, not yeah. to make the same mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Fine. New <laughs> but, mistakes. Yeah. So, then, so anyway, Clash, I'm you're back. In, I'm back. You're back. You made it. You did <laughs> not get killed, raped or murdered. No. Um, so Clash, you were in Miami to work with the team. Yes. And what exactly was your job? You were supposed to be wrangling pros. You were supposed to be getting Instagram clips.
1: So I was a little bit of, so Alicia Kay is the pro liaison, um, but she was also in charge of the production that's going to come out um, after, after the event. And then Lisa Roberts was there as well, sort of helping more. She was specifically pros on race day. So in the days leading up, yeah. Helping set up the pros, making sure they were all in the right places um, just helping any of the event team basically get stuff set up making sure transition was set up things were in the right place and then being supporting the production team with the photographers so one that they had three videographers and three cameramen or still photographers and one of those guys was pretty new to the sport so I was kind of like going around with him a little bit saying hey let's get this shot or this shot or an interview with, or, you know, obviously... You like, this is Lionel. His, Everyone yeah. wants a picture of him. His yes. experience <laughs> on what a good shot right. is, but just, like, a little bit more, like, liaising that way. And then, yeah, and then helping clear up. And then I jump across and help. Like, we help with the kids race because um, the team there, at the water, water, water sports team or water safety team, I should say, are awesome, and I love those guys. So help with that. I was, you know, helping at awards, um, giving out, you know, all that sort of stuff. So you kind of do... A huge mix of filling, filling gaps and filling holes. Um, but having that insight knowledge of knowing who the pros are and what the process is and what, what will work and not work.
0: This is like when I ended up volunteering, and it's totally not the same, but at Ironman California at an aid station and it turned out like no one else at the aid station ever like done the yeah. triathlon. And I was like, Ooh, you do not want to stand right there. Yeah. <laughs> <idea. laughs> Yeah, Pretty just much. like that. Yeah. So they're, uh, so Miami, the Clash didn't do live coverage this time, but they're going to mm-hmm. do a, look, not recap show, no, like a doc? No, like a... I think
1: it's re- it is exciting. Like the content they collected over the week is amazing. Like th- some of the footage they got of the race, um, the interviews they've got, like mm-hmm. really raw stuff, real close-ups, really good insight. They really want to tell the athlete stories. And I think from what, like they were saying and what I've heard and the footage I've seen, it will be really great and it will be a very different side and something that I think will really help the athletes because it will show their characters and personalities. they have also going to drip feed out content and reels okay. from everything they got over the next few days. I, I will say, and we talked about it then, I do think it was still a shame that there wasn't a live coverage because that is what Clash yeah. has kind of made their name for mm-hmm. and what is good at And I think they actually could have probably done it with the team they had to to do a live stream um i think the difference you had you had like the videographers were triathlon videographers and the photographers um bar the bond guy but he, he has done like he was great they know the athletes they know the sport so they right, were getting right. in the right position and like we had people in the water taking pictures like of the right. swim start, which no one's done you know and it's stuff like that so those ideas were really amazing and i really i really hope it comes out how we how it's sort of we've pictured it to be, um, but I do think it was a shame that there wasn't that live coverage because, again, like right. I said, that is what Clash has
0: created. Yeah, as a, as a point of I Different, mean, and
1: a lot of the pros were disappointed about it because I think oh, they yeah. they pitch it to sponsors as well, and they, it does benefit everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, we need live coverage. You can't have fans yeah. without live coverage, and and obviously, I mean, for all, and we can talk about it kind of next week when we go into Oceanside and get into the you know longer form long yeah. course coverage. Like obviously it's a lot easier to do coverage yeah. of Clash or Super League. So like yeah. you should take advantage of that. Yeah. Um yeah it'll be interesting to see what they come out with. I gotta say I am at this peak point of like being super, super over YouTube's and Instagram reels and <laughs> everyone uh, got... drone footage. I'm just so mm. done. I like can't watch another doc No, YouTube you see
1: doc. I'm like... all for drone footage because I think that's what <laughs> I think that's well, what, no, what we I should... mean like I the... think that's what we should be doing in races.
0: Yeah, but which that's not, there's a drones. reason that track is more popular than swimming. It's because you can see their faces. Like, people want to see the suffering. I
1: saw face. the suffering of the Cycle Cross World Championships, which was through an But off-road... they had the drones really close, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. which, yeah. and that's through trees and woods. Like, yeah, um, so much harder than doing that
0: on a triathlon. I was close. talking about all the drone, like, dramatic, oh, the dramatic training yeah, shot yeah, yeah. footage yeah, that yeah. everyone no, does. Because, so, like, yeah, yeah. Their... Yeah, yeah. like, my run around, like, my loop around my neighborhood mm. by the high school, like, does it look that cool? Yeah. And yet somehow, you know, yeah, yeah, no, I get that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think drones is what we should be doing for covering the sport. Cause it was eliminate, yeah.
0: eliminate motorbikes and drafting oh you want to get into the whole broadcast yeah. motorbikes mm. well here's the problem with drones for live yeah. coverage it's just hard it's hard for transmission particularly like it's just a different like once you get into the actual technological debate like it's it requires oh, a transmitter uh, and an antenna uh, saying, and a camera not saying it's so that's easy, like but why it, is, it is that's possible so you can do it for some things but yeah. you can't do it for everything yeah. um anyway but yeah and the, and the TV guys will t- start using acronyms and explain to you all the issues with this, but they don't
1: like it. They don't want to go to drones.
0: <laughs> but it's also it is hard. It has to. Do, it is hard to transmit from a drone. A transmitting drone. Also, it's a different kind of. Thing. Oh,
1: I'm sure. I'm not saying like I just I was impressed with the cycle cross the cycle world cross champs coverage. because that's mm-hmm. like through trees, up and over things, mm-hmm. and the footage like you felt you were in the race with them, and it was drone footage for all of that. And I'm like, oh, so if you can do it in that setting, when right. you simplify it down to what we do in triathlon. Should be
0: it's a loop. A cyclocross is on a loop too. Anyway, yeah, exactly. We're to do but it's other... on a loop anyway. But yeah, but it's on a loop. Yeah, it's on a loop. There's also like FAA but regulations if... once drones start oh, transmitting. Oh, there's like rules like about it. you
1: couldn't, you, couldn't, you can not fly drones in Miami kind of thing. So that so it wouldn't no. be an option on the on the speedway track. So there's and You, you know, definitely and there's like, obviously coming up. You definitely exactly, can't do because of the over military the base. base. So like, exactly. So I, I appreciate there are some limitations, <laughs> right. but the PTO races, for example, that are going to be lapped courses like a Super League, it, like yeah. a Cycle Cross, you could, I think, do it. I, again, be, uh, I'm simplifying it very, you know, right. I'm, I'm breaking it down to make it sound very simple. I understand it's not as easy as that with permits and, like you said, the tr- life transmission, but I think it's something we should start to...
0: And, you know, uh, it's not like the PTO coverage didn't have room to improve. Might as well try something new. Not to be super, no super comment. bitchy, but... <laughs> no yeah. comment but that's on the why board. you were in clash on the board. and then you flew to challenge portoveris yeah oh. which i had to like i misspelled like four times oh I, I did as well i kept putting an yeah. a put Porta, pu- puerta, pu- puerta instead of pu- portoveris yeah uh this was the second year yes. Of the race? Or, yes second year and it seems like a good number of people i mean obviously some people are just like flew out and are going to do oceanside next weekend but then it seems like a good number of people from Miami went out to Puerto Veras because we had Lucy Byram won her second race in a row. I think she's officially well, arrived. We're going to have to learn some more about her. Yes. Like <laughs> yes. I know who she is. And then Tom Bishop, uh, went from second in Miami to yes. winning. Yeah. winning so Chile. the other, the other thing to know about this is obviously
1: the challenge, challenge family have a world series bonus right. and right. clash races also count for that. Count. Right. So whilst it is a bit of a big trip, it was a good way for Lucy and Tom Having travelled over from the UK, may as well add on the extra little bit. Get two races that mm-hmm. qualify them for that challenge family, and they've both scored good points for it. To
0: yeah, I uh, mean the people who it. target the mm. challenge family oh. races, like last year, I think Finella did and mm. Sam Long did, and they won. Like I did it for how two. Much was it? Like, I did it
1: for two years, and it was them. yeah. And I came second both two years. Strange, such Damn a surprise because I always come fucking second. <laughs> Um, And one time was second by, like, literally, like, five points or something ridiculous. Um, And, yeah, it was significant. Like, I think it was an extra 20,000 euros at the end of the year for me, which when you were, you know, a couple uh, of years into your pro career, that's, it's pretty significant. The,
0: uh, that, the... Back when Daytona was still a challenge race, yep. challenge Daytona, one of the year I did it, it's like the last race of the year, and so there were a bunch of people who were trying to get the points they needed to stay where they were. Yep. and I went out of transition with someone like we were in fifth, yeah, whatever, with someone who needed those points, and man, they wanted it so much more than me because yep. I did not need the points. <laughs> yeah. they were like, I need to beat you yeah. because it's ten thousand yeah, dollars. exactly. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. Yeah, like- and that I did
1: it. Like I-, I targeted the challenge family series for a couple of years, and then. uh, the year before last, I think I ended up just through like racing Roth and a right. few others. I ended up like that fourth, fifth position and they pay the top five at the end of the year. And I, so I raced Daytona. I was like, I need, like, ideally I wanted to, I needed another spot higher to like bump myself up to third. And I didn't get it, but I still finished top five. And it was still like, I mean, that's just, it's another nice yeah. to have. It all helps, doesn't it? But yeah, so Tom, yeah. And, Tom and Lucy, yes, we do need to find out more about Lucy. She uh, is definitely one to she's she studied law at university mm. um, uh, alongside now, but then obviously has put that on the side um, right. to fully concentrate on triathlon. She's part of the Leeds Leeds setup in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she did do a little bit of short course, but not mm-hmm. hugely. I don't think you'd know na- her name specifically yeah. from short course, but like, she is solid across the board. She's a great swimmer. She's a really strong cyclist and she can run off it as well um she's pretty quiet at the moment so it's kind of uh, um but it would be nice I think to sort of need to get a get a bit more know a bit more about her because I think she is going to be one to one to watch another another British middle distance yeah um over the next couple of years but um like the the performance like she won a couple of races last year in sort of her first year as a pro but I think people thought oh you know there were there were UK races and maybe sort of Mm -hmm smaller or local fields and where and now she's come over to Miami had a great race there and then you know backed it up in um in Chile again you know maybe not massive fields <laughs> discredit ourselves myself there but still some like decent names and she's had commanding performances so yeah I think she's only going to get better and as she races as she races bigger better fields as well like i'd loved i think she sh- I, I really hope she gets a wild card for the pto ibiza race um ibiza uh, uh, oh, because uh, i think it'd be great to see her just in that in that yeah, environment because cool. she can swim at, she you know she's front pack swimmer she's really strong on the bike
0: it's technically top thirty, and right, and like, but yeah. obviously, that's who's going to be top thirty is still kind of up in the air. Yeah, I think she She's now, she both she and Tom like elevated themselves. Yeah, these last so two Tom Tom's rankings. now yeah. Tom's now gone
1: up to 30th like thirty, thirty, yeah. and yeah. Lucy's gone up to twenty eighth. She's still I'm just ahead of her. You're just ahead of her, <laughs> which is also crazy, isn't it? Like, the rank, she I mean, well and yeah. truly beat me, but then all my rankings are based on full distance races, so I'm like, well, it's also this is where it's like can you really this compare this is the whole ranking system long thing. course this and short why. course like I don't really do short course and I'm saying short course as middle distance like I don't really right. do it but anyway yeah maybe your future is in Ultraman so. no that is not happening <laughs> again not happening um, I will plummet obviously I will plummet is... off the rankings as soon as May rolls around and my 12 month rolling average right. uh, gets a uh, disappeared but I'm claiming it for the moment
0: well I was going to say is like obviously like this is I, a ranking system is Not flawed just because people are arguing about, like, who should be higher than other people, right? Like, that's kind of what you want, right? That's, like, that's fine. Um, Obviously, now that we've had a few races under the new algorithm, algorithm's not even the right word, like, calculation, because you can do it yourself now, um, we're able to see kind of what, you know, you can, like, compare races, right? You can see, like, who, what's worth more, what's not worth more, like, who's doing better. And I think we're still kind of getting our heads around it, but it is a lot not clearer, but I think it's just like, it it is what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, like I'm totally okay
1: with that. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to score great in half distance races. And yeah, whoever does, not with that attitude, whoever does and moves (laughs) up the ranking, that's great. But what I like and what I, and I think it's reflect, it's rewarding the good performances and the good races. Like Lucy and Tom have now been rewarded for the two, their two races they've done. um, And they've moved up the rankings. Like, but what I like about it. Well, that like it, replaced
0: races that weren't as good for them, right? Yeah. Is the other thing. True,
1: yeah. true. But what I like about it is that you there's no there's no black magic. There's no yeah. you, you can see what the points are, and so you can't argue. Like and we develop and the athletes developed it. So it's like we can't you can always have a debate about oh well right. it doesn't you know, this person is better and that always changes with context of um yeah long distance or half distance but we designed it so
0: it is what it is what if I I actually don't know if I have this coding ability anymore I used to uh I could build a calculator on triathlonish, so people can plug in the results yeah. and see what points
1: are gonna be I'm sure that well like, I think that's what some of the like because there's, what, that's there's what some, some doing, other yeah podcast sites sites. yeah like literally putting out the points before the pto and stuff but they they could just they
0: could just put it as a calculator you know how you can make those like calculators where you like plug in like your, am i gonna what is my iron man time gonna be And you just like plug in different things yeah Yeah. so yeah and then you're like oh see i don't need to race yeah exactly yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) but lucy i think is a name to watch for the next few years she's super young she's 23 years old um tom as well I mean, just, like, I just, like, my mind is blind. Like, Tom had that, such that aggressive year where he mm-hmm. was pulled from pillar to post by British Triathlon in trying to get points for them to qualify a third athlete for the Tokyo Olympics. Right. Which was never going to be him, even if he managed to get the points because I think they were going to send, the, the idea was to send Alistair Brownlee. He, like, raced his heart out, I think, Burnt, got burnt out in more ways than one, and has now, you know, gone. All right, I'm done. moved to long distance, and like I love how he races. He races yeah. hard off the front. He rides off the front. He hangs on on the run, and it will be, you know, yeah. it's it'll take a special runner as it did Jason West's run in Miami, and uh, Hanson was trying to close down, but he but Tom had put in such an impressive bike sort
0: of thing that he's going to be hard to hard to catch. Uh The other big race this past weekend, which I guess you probably didn't watch because you were racing, was in Lanzarote. I, no, I did watch. Well, I didn't watch. Oh, I did saw watch. the results. I tracked. Okay. No, because they were a day ahead of us because they raced on a Saturday. Um, so we could watch. So I was going to say, not that you could watch any of the races this weekend, no, unless you had like the iPhone link in Spanish for yes. uh, Porta Veras. Yes. There were no, wa- there was no watching. But, yeah. Anhog uh, yeah. in Lanzarote. Now, Lanzarote it's a weird it's a weird one I mean for us from America it's like what What are you talking about but it's like a big one for the Europeans because a lot of them it's, do training camps and then they kind of like open it up open the season the Euro- like, a tr- like a
1: the yeah. Europeans love it as a training camp like I think the Brits just like it because it's hot and it's sunny and it feels like an exotic island like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna get shot down by everyone now I did a two-week training camp there on my own and then I did race the Ironman there it does make you strong and it does make you tough <laughs> But it's an island, and it's boring us after a few yeah, days. Like, like there's not much different roads to ride, bar the few training roads. But people still seem to love it, and they it has got an advantage. It's got Club La Santa at one end of the island, and it has Sands Beach at the other island. Which Club La Santa is an impressive setup. So like a lot of people do training camps. It's got like three fifty meter swimming pools. It's got an athletics track. It's got open water. Mm. You know, it is set up, and I think they've just built themselves off that, and then the right. history of having triathlon races there, um, seventy point three Lanzarote, and I, I think as well, it was a lot of people used it pre Kona because it's as training camps because it's the conditions right. are that makes sense very similar. I totally
0: get doing yeah. a Kona camp there. It's lava. Like...
1: It's windy. Yeah. It's hot. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah it's relentless. Yeah.
0: But uh, in March... I'm, like, sitting here and it's pouring rain yeah. outside. I think it's snowing outside. It's like, what are you getting ready for in Lanzarote? I mean, Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Uh, but it's a big one for the Europeans. It'll offer often, like, a big test, kind of, to start the year. Like, last year... Um, I think it's where a lot of people first noticed that Kat Matthews beat Ann Hogg. Yes, um, did. Out by, like did. It was like, oh. Yeah. And so Anne, this year, won it. She won it by a lot. She won it by like 10 minutes over mm. India League. Who's no slouch, good. exactly. Right, yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah. Um. And everyone's obviously really impressed with Anne's run. Because
2: mm. she ran 116. What,
0: 116. But the thing is, like Anne could always run. Anne also biked really fucking fast this time.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, under
0: the radar mm-hmm, I mean again
1: mm-hmm. Anne does spend a lot of time in Lanzarote that is her like yeah. second home training base like there's quite a, a lot of the so Club La Santa is I think I get this right is Danish owned originally and maybe still is so a lot of the, that's why a lot of the Danish athletes mm. go there because there's that connection um Annie mm-hmm. obviously got relationships with them and has been been there for years and um tim don and those guys i think they're sans beach whatever it is so there's so the people i guess from that you know annie knows the roads she knows the course she's ridden them a lot but i i think this was annie haug firing warning shots to say you guys wrote me off last year um don't kind of don't do that don't right. write me off like right, everyone's I was, talking you know, about I was the Ironman man yeah. world championship champion at one point um and i think right. she's I think she said it herself, you know, she got COVID in Miami two years ago and I think really suffered with it. And now it's taken her two years to actually go, I'm starting to feel like my old self again and the energy levels are back. I think.
0: Dude, I've been, I I had two months of like, I was calling it medium COVID because it wasn't like long COVID yet, but it was not short. And I definitely feel like I still had ups and downs since then and whatever. Um. Oh yeah, warning shots. Yeah, well, I was thinking about that because everyone, everyone's all like, "Oh, cat's coming back." Well, you know when she has like the splashy PTO doc, and I love Cat Matthews. I'm not, saying. and then we're all like, "Lucy's not hurt this year, so she might." Be, whoever knows with Lucy, and then we're like, "And Chelsea's like going to be fully informed," and, and then we're all like talking about all these new names, and then of course we're like, "Oh yeah, and also." And (laughs) and Daniella Reef, never like no one's heard of her
1: yet this year. But like, God forbid, you write daniela off again, and we'll all see a performance like she did at St George at Worlds last year, and be like, "Yep, not going to do that ever again." (laughs) No, yeah, and then it'll be an interesting year, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Well, Oceanside is coming up, so the first that's when the first uh, first uh, battles are going to be drawn.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, obviously here in the U.S., uh, it's sort of like the start of the season. I know for a lot of the Australian New Zealanders, it's like the end of their season, yeah. and then they're coming over to the they, U.S. They come, they, like, over for, they come over for yeah. Oceanside
1: Party in California. And then they,
0: like, kind of stay and do a few races yeah. while they're here. Um, but it's also, I mean, we'll talk about it more next week, because it is, I mean, it's a huge start list. There's, you counted it, what, it's 72 men yeah. who lined up to race against Jan. No, yeah <laughs> this is what this is the yon effect This the is like whenever effect. iron man says pros don't have an effect on our bottom line people don't sign up when, just because of pros we should be like uh the yon effect. <laughs> yes the yon exactly effect.
1: yeah what is it it's seventy-two, seventy-three 73 men and 20 odd women yeah. I, mean, I mean, women's, the fluids, I mean, this is obviously stacked. a discussion we've had before. Yeah. The women's
0: fields are always smaller. There's fewer women professionals in the world. There's fewer female athletes in the world. Until that's resolved, I don't really want to hear shit about it. But, yeah. but every man obviously signs up to race yard And then the women's field is actually like quite intense. <laughs> it, it is. And the other thing, going back to like our reference
1: on COVID, I think women take their health more seriously
0: well, as well. That too. If they're
1: not 100% and they've got health issues, they back off and rest. Whereas I think men just like, they were bo- boys, boys. Now nah, it's making me sound old again. <laughs> <laughs> Sounding like their mother. And um, there were pro men racing last year who had like COVID the week before.
0: Oh, I know. And then there we were some fucking pros who were man. racing with COVID. Like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah.
1: You are anyway, that's a whole nother. Anyway, that was the whole other so, joke, right? Yes. Like how many pro triathletes have long
0: COVID? All of them. All that. of them. <laughs> like... <Yes. laughs> but, anyway. uh, anyway, All of the men are there to try and have their moment, moment, moment with Jan. Um, And then the, the, and there are actually quite a few defending champions coming down too, who have won the race before. So that'll be somebody's going to have to lose. And then on the women's side, like you were just saying, we have all the big names. First time we're seeing them all against each other, kind of this year. I would love for there was I did it the year Daniela did it, and I would have loved for her to have been back. That would yeah, really. Yeah. That would have been really awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it's going to be interesting. Obviously, Chelsea Staro, um, you know, off the back of Kona, Holly Lawrence was Oceanside was her breakout race where she mm-hmm. won it in a black suit and nobody knew who she was, or she was second or something, but she was leading yeah, it for yeah. most of the race. Paula Findlay, obviously, like hundred k, seventy point three distance, she can just be on fire. Cats coming back, and then you've got kind of the runners: Tamara Dewitt, Sophie Watts. We haven't mm-hmm. seen Sophie for much. Much last year. Um, I'd keep an eye out for Maya Stage Nilsson as well. She's another All one that's been so? in Lanzarote. She had a great race in, is um, it Daytona last year? When she Three ran up race. to third? Yeah, you know um, Miami. No, it was Miami last, this time last year, she
0: ran up to third in Miami. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. My money's on Jan because Jan doesn't show up if he's not going to win. And Paula. My money's actually on Paula. Yeah. So, but we can talk okay. about this more next week. You know what yes. else I heard? Fun rumor. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Nible will be doing the commentary, so there you go. That's exciting, or some of the commentary they have her doing commentary. Oh, I didn't yeah. hear that one. Didn't hear that. Yeah,
1: huh. interesting. All right. Well, yes.
0: you should get some sleep. I should <laughs> probably.
1: <laughs> I've not. I've got to, like, I've had like today. We landed at like I don't know whatever it was nine a.m. Got the car, got home like sort of opened my bag and emptied it, which is never the good thing to do. It feels like I've done that. Just turned it upside down and my bike's sitting there and I probably need to build that before tomorrow riding. Okay.
0: Okay. I
1: got HelloFresh delivered and I'm blatantly going to order a pizza. (laughs) No, I do that. I ordered
0: the, like, box. I have, like, the food delivered in boxes that I'm like, I'm going to get a burrito. Don't don't we all do that? Like,
1: you order, you try and be good. You order HelloFresh or any other... Right, brands. You know, yeah. yeah. I'm not sponsored. Would love to be sponsored if anyone is from Hello Fresh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then it arrives, and I'm like, I really, do, I just can't be bothered to cook it anyway. I'm just gonna have pizza. Yeah, or no, I get a burrito.
0: Yeah, because I live in California, yeah. so obviously I'm gonna get a burrito. Inside. I have a pizza
1: place. Like, literally, I can throw, throw my yeah stones throw across the street.
0: <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, Sid's gonna go You're get right. her pizza, yeah. uh, and we will be back next week. <laughs> so. right. Thanks, Kelly
1: but I don't really know where to start with introducing today's guest apart from I probably should do a language warning because I think she swears more than I do um but my guest today she's had so many different lives chapters to her life that are so different and yet intertwined She's a three-times XTERRA world champion, two-times world tri-cross champion, author of the book, The Brave Athlete, Calm the Fuck Down, Rise to the Occasion, owns owns and runs Braveheart Fitness Coaching. Recently, a BAFTA award winner for the Best Adapted Screenplay, All Quiet on the Western Front, which was also Oscar-nominated. The film also won, I think, four, four Oscars in the process. Leslie Patterson, welcome to the Triathlon-ish podcast. Congratulations as well. Um, how are you? Where are you? Has Have things got back to normal or is it just still like crazy world?
2: Yeah, pretty crazy really because we're trying to balance all of these careers, right? We still have a coaching business. Uh, we have a bunch of different projects we're trying to develop. Uh, we have different writing gigs we're, we're being sort of considered for. So yeah, just a, a ton going on really. Um, And you gotta strike while the iron is hot and you don't stay yeah. hot for very long.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were saying that just quickly before. Like, you know, yes, they, I think it was a mammoth two, three months kind of leading into like the award season, the BAFTAs and the Oscars and sort of. Now that's over but actually for you it's it isn't over it's just this is done. where yeah it's just begun so what's yeah what's the last few weeks been like post post oscars
2: Yeah so it's been what i don't know 10 days or 7 days or 8 days or something um yeah just pretty crazy still a lot of interviews um you know and in doing some follow up on things so like this morning i spoke Uh, at an assembly for the primary school that I went to as a a child in Scotland. And then yesterday we were at San Diego State University doing a talk for the students. Uh, So just trying to give back a little bit in that regard. Um, And that's always nice, you know. Um, So there's that piece of it. And then, of course, you know, taking a lot of meetings um, in terms of We call them generals, and that's where, you know, your manager or agent will set up a lot of meetings around town, just so that you can get known by the bigger executives or the studios or production entities, um, so that they can either look at projects that you already have going or consider you for some projects that they might be developing. Um, So, yeah, just kind of lots of meetings, lots of pitches, and then you're just trying to sort of think about, you know, the juggling of the business, basically.
1: Yeah. Now, I mean you've been living in LA and obviously been in the film industry for a while, but have the la- with the last few months what you're expecting were you prepared for the chaos like the overwhelmness? Uh, yeah, I don't or, you everything? know,
2: I don't think you can be prepared for it in a way because you n- you never know yeah. like how your film is going to take off and this took off way more than I think anybody anticipated. So, you're kind of thrust into this massive limelight um and then you're 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 all of a sudden around sort of the biggest names in the business um which is incredible uh so but I think that through my years of sport like I, I have a lot of confidence or or, or, or rather not confidence but I kind of hold my, my head up high you know this is mm-hmm. who I am this is where I'm at take it or leave it um I'll talk to anyone uh, that was one of the things that, you know, we had Netflix behind of us, uh, uh, the the film, of course. So in terms of our campaigning and, you know, question and answer sessions and talking to people, I think they were quite shocked that, you know, I can walk into any room and I'll go up to anyone and just, you know, have a chat. Um, so that was cool. Uh, and I really loved that part of it for sure. So it's it's been exciting, overwhelming, emotional, devastating, highs of yeah. the highs, you know, lows of the lows. You, you've
1: kind of had the the whole Hollywood story just fight in the last few months of going through all those ups and downs. And I can imagine the, um, your endurance sports background is probably, your training probably put you in a pretty good place stamina-wise for all the jet setting and oh yeah podcasts and meetings. I mean, I think every time I looked on your... Instagram or I, I was actually, to be honest, I was amazed you always replied pretty much instantly to an email that I sent. And I'm like, you're just in a different time zone. Then you're like, you're in London, you're back in the States. You were, you were all over the place. Um, I have to ask a question. Your dress was absolutely stunning at the Oscars. I loved it. Has, what's that been like? Like just, totally ban- is it literally as like bananas as it seems to People totally coming is. up and saying, please wear our dresses. I'm not
2: kidding. It is like, yeah. It's what you think it is and more. Um, so I um, had spoken on uh, BBC Radio 4 Women's Hour just after I had the yeah. nominations. And I said, you know, I don't have a dress, you know, uh, and I did that deliberately because I knew people would probably reach out. And I, I, You know, <laughs> uh, a couple of guys reached out that have a couture label in London um, called Culture of Barba. And they reached out to me and I had a call with them and they're amazing. They're like so lovely and I love their style. And they were just so open and heartwarming and up and coming. And, and I said, great. They said, oh, we'd love to do it for you. So, and I said, well, actually I've got the BAFTAs as well. Would you help me with that? So they gave me the dress for the BAFTAs and then we designed that whole dress amazing. for the Oscars. So there was like fittings and we did drawings and samples. So you
1: so you were able to have a a pretty big sale. Yeah, oh yeah. To, I said this oh is what gosh. I think
2: I want um and I gave them sort of examples and a I sent them a little picture of a stick drawing. A stick drawing, it was like totally rubbish. I was like, "Oh my god, this is absolutely shocking!" And they had a good old giggle about that.
1: We were like, "This was actually done by my like six year old niece. It's oh, not mine. God, it's just yeah. she helped it was me out, like trying dog. to."
2: I was <laughs> "Bad it was." Um, so yeah, like I sent them drawings and everything, and they came back with like swabs of material and what about this and what about that and drawings and. And um, you know, obviously, the BAFTAs have got a ton of coverage for their dress there. They love that, and all the rags. Yeah. Um And then the Oscar fitting, they flew out to LA from London and uh, got a room at the Four Seasons. And now this is this is just bananas. So they got room room at the Four Seasons, and then of course the BBC and ITV were wanted to film me, plus the Daily Mail with a photographer. So here I am. I'm like literally driving down Beverly Hills and Rodeo Drive <laughs> on the way to the Four Seasons to have my dress fitting for the Oscars. With all these, there was it must have been like 20 people in the room, pictures, oh cameras. and I'm like, this is absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, it was. And, and one of my one of my good friends who who you know is, is very well to do she bought me a uh, um, facial um at a really famous place where she only does like the big a-listers you know and that was like properly Radio drive experience you know that was like what the hell so it, the, whole, oh, the whole thing was like you're in this dream you know it yeah. it was re- it, that was really fun
1: a little bit different from uh, upbringing in Scotland and then the mud and grime of exterior racing. I can imagine you've like... But, but I mean, actually, I'm going I'm to jump forward now because a lot of your life has been sort of two extremes from some expe- extent. Like, I know you were like the youngest of four, but you, you played rugby. So there's your your dirt and your mud. And then you did ballet as well. And then you did arts and theatre studies, but you always had
2: triathlon the
1: triathlon the sport so you've always yeah balanced these two haven't you yeah totally and, and I, have you found them kind of yeah I used to think they were
2: I, I used to think they weren't and then I realized that actually that's why I'm successful at both is because I do yeah. both um and yeah. my husband of course is a psychologist by training and he used to really sort of be supportive of the fact that I had a lot of other things going on and that's actually what kept me almost mentally healthy um so you know it's like throughout my my sporting career creativity came into it so much in terms of understanding how I functioned emotionally what I responded to and then being creative with my schedule with training philosophies with how to put things together like thinking outside the box about, you know, what I responded to, not just physically, but mentally. And then really having fun with doing different things. And that, that takes creativity to do that, you know. Um, yeah, that
1: Well, I, I was going to say, did that help? Because tell us about Paddy McGuinty. Yeah. Is that right? So, Is that yeah, the name so right? Alter- yeah. So that's my alter So I... And did that help? Like, i assuming with, like, your acting, yeah. your acting background at that point.
2: Big time. Yeah. Because you have, like, when you... I did a lot of acting where I went up to LA and, and did auditions and did like really uncomfortable things. <laughs> and I don't mean in terms of dodgy, I mean in terms of getting in front of people, doing accents, yeah. doing horror films, doing all this kind of nonsense. And um, and yeah, so I, I, uh, I, I was used to that sort of feeling of of uncomfortableness. Um, and then, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. The, the paddy mcginsey yeah, paddy, just where did that come from and oh did the God.
1: acting don't worry i i've don't worry i've just flown back from chile so i got off an overnight flight this morning yeah, so yeah, i think so between like, us both if,
2: oh. if we thread a conversation together oh. somehow it'll be okay <laughs> people people can relate to that though um yeah. so yeah so paddy in terms of forming a character around paddy that was you know it took a little bit of kind of courage to embrace it because i really went all out i had to practice it in training. Uh, and then really adopt certain things. And then they would become smaller and little triggers in the way that I behaved as a as, as Patty. Um You know, uh, I could kind of keep them under wraps and just kind of adopt yeah. the energy and the spirit. Um, but yeah, it helped me massively. Um, just yeah. because when you can get rid of all of the baggage that you have as Leslie, the person, all of that insecurity, all of those issues that you carry in this big frigging Samsonite, and you just like, well, I'm just going to be someone else for this race. Yeah. Okay, then. Um, and we know physiologically that that can actually have a an impact on your brain chemistry. You know, certain behaviours, certain poses, you know, the way that you act can actually influence the way that you think, um, which yeah. is different totally. to what we used to think it was. We thought that the way you thought impacted the way that you acted, and you can actually reverse-engineer it now. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... Anyways, that, that really, really helped.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> no, that was amazing. I, I, I'm jumping around a bit because we kind of fell into that bit and I had wanted to talk about the sort of the two sides. But let's go back, go back to the book. How, like, because this all started like 16 odd years ago. I remember listening to you um, on a podcast where I think you just released the book, actually. And I think I remember you saying, oh, yeah, we've bought the rights to this book. But I didn't know anything. I didn't know you had this like you'd studied theatre and and stuff at Loughborough and you had this other side to you at that point um and then like and that was 16 years ago and I was like oh gosh well I'm not sure this is going to go kind of anywhere and then here you are seven BAFTA awards uh four Oscars I think it was like how how did that come about at the start (laughs) how do you go about buying the rights to a book like I don't get it
2: (laughs) yeah so If there's a piece of material that you're really interested, you do what's called optioning the rights to that material, uh, which allows you to then go on and, you know, make some piece of content based on this material, at which point you would then buy the rights. So this is called an option to the rights. And yeah. you have to maintain that option for as long as it takes to make the project. So for us, that was maintaining it for you know fourteen, fifteen years before we kind of yeah. Netflix came in. And um, yeah, so
1: and, that, we, and when and when you first bought it, 16, Netflix wasn't even a, Netflix wasn't, wasn't even, even around then, was it? Yeah, it wasn't even and that's, a thing. You yeah, know, that's
2: why it took so long to get off the ground because. Yeah. Well of course you have to adapt the material and write it, so it takes a lot of research, a lot of work, took us a couple of years to do that. And then it's a case of when you're outside of the industry, which we very much were, how do you put the pieces together to get it off the ground? How do you get cast attachments, a director on board, raising finance, a distributor? And of course the landscape changed with streamers coming in, with you know, foreign language films kind of coming, you know, more in the zeitgeist, all of that kind of stuff. So I think it's one of those things where, um, yeah, you know, it just was, a, a, it, it took that long because uh, of the the landscape of film. And then so much is timing. You, up.
1: you mean to say, like, you're... you're accolades in the world of triathlon you know that big sport that we live in didn't cover across to uh, Hollywood and uh, the film industry and they like, oh, yeah, we know exactly
2: who you are actually you'd be surprised yeah. a lot of my connections came uh, through executives that were triathletes so yeah, okay. you know it you, yeah. you know I think it, it has a bigger impact inf- well here's here's the thing when it comes to film you have to utilize any opportunity that you you can you can get your hands on so you think about everybody that you might know and then you think of an angle and my angle was I'm a five-time world champion so it's like well you know if you speak to an executive that does triathlon chances are they're pretty crap so they're going to put you on a pedestal which is the reverse of where I'm putting so if you have something to offer them then they're going to take your call or chat to you so yeah it changes things
1: interesting hadn't thought about it that way yeah And had you had you always intended it to to write it in German or was it no? So we wrote it in English. Came as the landscape changed. Exactly,
2: exactly. We wrote it in English. I don't speak German, so we wrote it in English because it would be an an English-speaking language (laughs) film with German accents. Um, And then, of course, uh, everything about foreign film changed. Parasite won for Best Picture uh, as as well as Best Foreign. uh, You know, and then streamers coming in, local language content. Yeah, but there's no way we could have raised finance for a German film sixteen years ago. No way. Yeah, yeah, and it's
1: uh, and this is where I was going to lead into that two parts. It's quite a. Uh, I mean, obviously that the topic is incredibly um, dark, serious, and stuff. It was that, um, but obviously you had a a passion for the book originally. But it was like, was it hard to then create a film or, or maybe when you weren't in that film to distract again to get away you from... know
2: n- no because I think as an artist you you really yeah. love that kind of deep emotional investigation into yeah. existential questions in life you know and the darker deeper things that are going on in the world and also as well like I, I really believe in storytelling can have an impact if you tell powerful stories that have messages so I was always buoyed by that you know um and then world war one is is it's such an amazing landscape
0: mm.
2: to it's like a, this this incredible sandbox to investigate such heightened mm. you know aspects of the human psyche you know and it's yeah. a war that really hasn't been covered in modern cinema so we were always excited about that aspect of it
1: and we're, we're getting to that stage now as well like i mean well there's not really many people left from or well, nothing from world war 1 and even like world war 2 like and so you're almost like today's society don't have that connection back with such a moment in history Right. so it was kind of great to bring it back
2: yeah and certainly and because you know you only, have, yeah, yeah. you only have to look at the pictures coming out of ukraine and you see yeah. they're they're fighting out trenches it's like,
1: yeah what it's not just not changed
2: yeah. at all bananas
1: yeah. so so what was the what was the because you had to re then option the book every year which right. I know you you did with with carry on racing and, and winning triathlons and um or exterra and with broken shoulders and stuff like that which just that bit blows my mind as well but um what was like the turning point where actually you went oh actually we're gonna make this this is gonna happen we've got yeah momentum we've um- got
2: So um, Ed Berger, our director, and Malta Grunier, they got hold of our script through various different connections, which often happens in the industry. You know, it sort of, it shows around, you know, it's shown from place to place, and someone hands it on to someone. And and, and that's how they got it. Um, And they read it, they really liked our script, and then they approached us saying, we'd love to do this in German. Uh, how would you feel and we said amazing it's a perfect time for it and then uh, edward as the director is really renowned he's an amazing director obviously and a german and well he's actually swiss but lived in germany yeah. and um yeah so like it's amazing you go all of this time uh mm-hmm. thinking that you're on the right path thinking you, that you have the right pieces together and then you don't realize how wrong they were until you have the right thing and then you're like, yeah. oh my God, this is so right. And you can just feel it. And immediately we presented it to uh, at a film market, which is where you sell films and there's different buyers there. And uh, all the major players were there and uh, Netflix just were desperate to get a hold of it.
1: Wow. Well, that's, yeah. And it's that like it. That. <laughs> I guess it's like that... Semi like a flow state, isn't
2: it? In a race that starts, yeah. like suddenly just everything falls into right. place and, and then you, can you, think, train, you thought it was... Yeah, you can train your whole life and you can do a load of shitty races that are yeah. okay and pretty solid. You think, okay, <laughs> like I've got potential and this is quite yeah. good. And then all of a sudden you hit that one race and you just know yeah. it's like you're yeah. invincible. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: All right, so if you are now super conscious of time, because I know you are still slammed with everything. <laughs> um, so which was better... Winning the BAFTA or that one of those world titles in Xterra
2: oh man, that's a really tough question they're so <laughs> they're so different you know sport oh, yeah. is such a personal thing, and it's not really i mean there's teamwork in so much as your support network, like you know my husband and my parents and all that um there was such a an individual sense of gratification that is something I always wanted and I delivered um and there's so much like just pure joy. Um, and with this, it was just, it, it was so big, I almost could with the BAFTAs, I almost couldn't comprehend it. It was so, it was so like, yeah, it was just so sort of big and it kind of came out of nowhere. It wasn't like some big build, it was like years of rejection. And then suddenly yeah. you're on this stage and you're like, what? You know, so that was yeah. They're both equally amazing.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, that was a pretty pretty tough question. I'd have been surprised if you yeah. could have. It's like trying to it's like trying to choose your favorite choose your child or yeah, something no, it? like no, that. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> All right. Um. So wrapping up, like, what's next then? Race wise, film wise, have you
2: got? Think yeah. you've obviously got a few things. Yep. In the in the, works, in the lineup that you've yeah. We've got a yeah. bunch. We've got a bunch. So. We're developing a military TV series, which is pretty cool, uh, with a bunch of Navy SEALs. Very excited about that one. Um, and then we have various features that we've written. One set in Ghana that we're trying to get off the ground, which is pretty cool, uh, based on a true story set in 1900. And then we've got a psychological thriller in, uh, in the Highlands of Scotland that we're, we're hoping to shoot. Oh, wow. And then one set in Ireland. So kind of like all over the place our taste is is quite varied Um, we love stories of resilience that dig into deeper psychological issues Um, yeah it's kind of, you know, it's pretty cool we're getting a lot of different potentials that we're going to do so we'll see how it pans out
1: and, the, and the, are they you still manage to be fitting in some training? like I know it, that's well, where you get you get a lot of your creativity, ideas, don't you, when you're out on yeah. the bike. Yeah. And I
2: still train for three or four hours in the morning, to be honest, because what oh I do gosh. now is I have so much reading to do and stuff yeah. to watch. I, 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 I do Sadly, I do quite a bit indoors mm-hmm. now, but, but just so I might as well. I mean, I'd rather do that than sit my ass, you know, as I'm reading. Yeah. So, yeah, I've just got on a Kindle, so it's easy mm-hmm. to, to flick through. Uh, you know yep. when I'm on the elliptical or treadmill or bike or whatnot um, and then sometimes when I go out on long rides I um I'll, I'll do a lot of listening to audiobooks or films yeah. so I try and I try and double dip but I, I love my training I don't think I'd give yeah. that up too soon um, well I mean that's
1: been it's been a pretty big part of your life from from being a kid hasn't yeah, it like totally. you've always been running yep. rugby ballet like we said and all that sort of stuff all right quick fire round if your life was created into a film, who would play you or would you play yourself?
2: I think I would go for Jesse Buckley.
1: Uh, okay. And then who would play Simon? Who, Or, or, or rather, do you have a Hollywood crush now? <laughs> like, who oh, would you put? Mine, mine, mine is Hugh
2: McGregor. I think yeah, that would be that's a good it, call. That's a good one, isn't it? I know, because he's Scottish yeah, and all. I would always... love to meet him.
1: Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, uh, this uh, obviously we we're going to catch up a few weeks ago, but did you had you prepared an Oscar speech just in case? What's the protocol around that? Do you kind of yeah? Do
2: you know what you get forty five seconds? So there's not much time. I know. And there was, and then they start like clapping you off. Yeah, totally. And and our director, who was a co writer, he would have done the majority of the talking. So yeah. I probably would have left with two sentences. So I had my two sentences ready. Thought I was going to deliver them, and uh, yeah, right. that was that was pretty tough, but. He-haw. I have
1: to say it's the f- it's the first time I've watched the Oscars purely on the hope that you were there, what, the, ready to win. So I was, so I was uh yeah, I watched the watch the whole thing. No, I, I was gutted for you. Just like from all the hype from the BAFTAs and stuff, and like you said, it must it was such a high, and then. But I mean, and I don't know. Is it? It's obviously you can celebrate with the fit the whole film for the number of um, awards you right. did win but I don't know, is it, does it feel still like, oh, we didn't get it's the It's difficult, yeah,
2: I mean, I do, because I'm an athlete, and very competitive, yeah. so, and we really believed that we were going to win it, actually. Oh. And, I mean, we really did, even although the polls showed that we were pretty equal with women talking, I just had a sense that we were. Um, but, you know, with winning Best International Film, that's a little bit like Best Picture in a way, so in many yeah. ways you, could, you do share it. and It oh, was yeah. the most awards for a Netflix film ever so yeah, no, that was you know so there's so yeah. many massive positives so just yeah. you know as we move away from it I mean I was devastated on Monday but as we move away yeah. from it like I'm I'm, get, I'm at peace with it and you know it is you know it's an amazing stepping stone to now get the career off the ground and that's the goal it's to do yeah. great work you know
1: yeah no so I guess again it's like that how you deal with a, a race disappointment yep. isn't it you kind of Give yourself the twenty-four hours yep. or whatever to the cry, scream, me, and then shout like, the plays that worries me, and then go. Okay, we got to move on. Yeah. Um, okay, and this question was before, but we'll change it slightly. I was, I was going to say, "Are Scotland going to win the Six Nations?" I will rephrase that in the rugby to say, "How satisfying is it that Scotland finished above England in the Six Nations rugby?" Very or were satisfying. you able to follow it? Come on, now. <laughs> I thought yeah. you might like that
2: one. No, absolutely. It was great yeah. because they've kind of been behind yeah. for so long it's just to see them excel and get the confidence back and you know always always proud it's such a good sport yeah um
1: okay what one question and I'm probably setting myself up for a fail here what one question are you bored of answering out of all your interviews over the last how many months
2: Probably what inspired you to to (laughs) pick up this book. I'm pretty bored by that question. (laughs) All
1: right, fair enough. All right, and then the flip side of that, um, is there one question that people haven't asked but you would have liked
2: to have been asked? Hmm. God, that's a really difficult one. Um... Yeah, I didn't pre-warn you yeah, on that one. Oh Bloody hell, that's a, a that one. One. <laughs> how, much, how, much, how much chocolate do I eat? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much chocolate
1: do you eat? All right, okay. What? Actually, this is a good question then. What is your go-to chocolate?
2: Oh, I like a bit. This is going to be terrible. Because mine's dairy milk. Mine's dairy, dairy milk buttons. But it's
1: English. Oh, the giant, cho- that's giant chocolate That's mine. Giant buttons. chocolate buttons. Oh, oh my God. Oh, no. But it has to be... I get, I literally, whenever, I have to fly through London and I literally stockpile WH
2: Smiths and then
1: anyone flying out from the UK. Oh my God, that's it.
2: I love those. And then I also, I do love my milky bar buttons too. So if I could have a bowl, it would be filled with both. There you go. I've got,
1: I have got a packet of the dairy milk in my cupboard. I've just remembered that I've been like saving.
2: (laughs) Go have that now and you can think of me while you have them. U.S. chocolate's just not not the same, not the is same. it? Really, it's not cricket. Not the same, no.
1: Anyway, Anyways, all right, great. We will leave there. I will let you go. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're ridiculously busy, and I'm sure you've got you've got a whole host of things. But it's been so amazing to watch just the hysteria, and well, and just the film, and be like, oh my gosh, like she does triathlon, and that's incredible, and find out all this other stuff about it and see you on like and i still obviously watch the bbc so see you on like the breakfast tv and yeah. radio four and all those programs it's been amazing so yeah congratulations thank you for your time and all the best for uh yeah the next few years and what is next. And with you. that
2: good luck hopefully
1: with... that oscar will will come through
2: oh it will do you worry it will and if yeah. it doesn't well hey okay. listen it's all about the work you know what it's like you love the work yeah
1: that's it, and I'll, uh, I'll 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 send some chocolate buttons your way Please when do. I next
2: come back from the UK. Yes, awesome. All right, my dear great to that.